0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scott Finns Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, December 1st, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking to my man, Dr. Jesse Greer. But before I bring him in real quick, reminder, our microdorsia mobility program, they're in week number three, I believe, if you guys want to pop in there. Uh, The app. you guys get a week for free, you can try it, see if you like it, you get full access to everything else inside the app. We have a new busy adult program kicking off there in a couple of days as well. All my weekly workouts, the full follow along mobility flows, the nutritional content and everything else. Again, you guys get a week for free. If you like it, you can hang out with us for a couple of pennies a day. If you guys think it sucks, I'm happy to point you in a different direction. Again, link is in the show notes, app. rock with me today. And you guys already know we're talking about AG1 here, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott. We'll get you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. It's the one thing I take every single day. You guys know I never miss it. Uh, It's the best tasting uh, thing out there. I've tried every pretty much nutritional drink, and most of them taste like complete shit. Uh, That's probably why I went with these guys for, I think, almost seven years at this point. Uh, If you're not going to take 14 different pills, if you don't eat enough micronutrients, this is the easiest kind of health hack you can do. Again, I do the best I can. I eat as much real organic food as possible, but I'm not eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies a day. I'm a real person. I got shit going on. You guys do work, travel, you name it. So I eat the best I can, and this covers the gaps in my nutrition that I can't get through whole real nutrient-dense food. Again, there's prebiotics, probiotics, the digestive enzymes are great. If you guys want to try a sample for free, maybe you've heard 15 different other people talk about it, you had a friend talk about it, hit us up, send us a message, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, doesn't matter. We will get you a free sample pack right to your front door. I'll have Monica ship it right from our office, right to your house. You can try it. If you like it, you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. But I want you guys to try it before you buy it. Is anybody else doing that? No. But I give a shit about you guys, and I'm trying to help. So if you want to order some today, link is in the notes, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott. Otherwise, hit us up for a free sample today. All other sponsors are in the show notes, our friends at sleep sold separately, JLab Pro, and everybody else. Always a mouthful. All right, my man, Dr. Jesse Greer. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Give us the, uh, the, tell these guys who you are. origin story, you can go back as, as far as you want. You can go elementary school, you can go college, you name it, we'll uh, we'll connect the dots from there. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, well, I'm originally from Scottsdale. I was actually uh, born at Scottsdale Osborne Hospital, so local guy, but I left uh, shortly after college and, uh, and joined the military. I went to the military's medical school out in Washington, D.C. <clears throat> I did my training at Walter Reed Hospital in internal medicine, and um, I was a little bit uh, bored of the hospital life. It wasn't um, probably what I i was going to be doing uh, i thought being a doctor was going to be um, a little bit more more exciting than uh, just seeing sick people in the hospital all day so i got the opportunity to go go work out with the army uh, like actually go out to the army and be a be a unit physician um out there so i jumped at that because get a little bit of uh of uh, real world work um and that was great that was that was um that was more of what i was looking for especially at that age around 30. uh you know trying to trying to do something active, trying to do something cool, you know, playing sports and all that stuff. And then in high school and growing up and and going into the to the to the medical field, it was a little bit more bland kind of loss of camaraderie. So I jumped at that opportunity. And um, that was a a trauma doctor for a a special operations resuscitation team. Uh, So basically it was me, uh, trauma nurse and and three trauma medics. We'd get attached to special forces teams all over the world, Central Africa, um, Afghanistan. And, um, it was a good job. So I, I did that for three or four years and my boss came up and said, Hey, uh, would you like the opportunity to actually go through the special forces qualification course? It's about a year and a half become a green beret. Um, you know, I didn't want to look like a pussy at the time. So, yeah. So I said, yes.
0: Um, you know, like when did you want to be a doctor? Like when, when did that pop in your head? Like, Hey, you know what? This is what I want to do for a career in, in college.
1: I think, you know, it was, uh, you know I got decent grades and just kind of more inclined to that types of uh to to that type of stuff and you know it, it seemed like something hard to do at the time I don't think I really put much thought into like what a doctor was it seemed more of like a uh that looks hard to do I I'd, I'd like to try that you know to see if see if I could um you know so it was you know 2002 2003 uh right right after uh, we went into Afghanistan and uh, we were starting to go into Iraq. I was on spring break in Miami. Um, you know, we were at, at, at some some party at two in the morning and the TV was on and they had the the live kind of, you know, um kickoff of the war into Iraq and just kind of kind of felt like a piece of shit drunk in Miami watching kids younger than me go to war, you know. So kind of wrestling with this idea of medicine versus the military. So, you know, the fact that I got into the military's medical school, um, I was just like, well, that seems like a good good compromise. Um, can 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 do both there.
0: And so then you start out as like a unit physician. Is that how it works, or how does that? How does the beginning start?
1: Yeah, the beginning starts. I just you know I, I went. Um, you you basically just sign a piece of paper that you know says that you're in the army now. Uh, no real boot camp for a for a medical officer that's going into the military. They show you how to cut your hair. It's like a six week course. It's it's pretty bullshit. No shit. Yeah. Um, you know how to how to salute people, uh, teach you what the ranks are, just, just basic orientation and then send you off to medical school, which is just like a regular medical school, except you wear a uniform. You know, you have to actually take a physical fitness
0: test twice a year.
1: Um, you know, do all the Like
0: bull- what is the physical fitness test? Is it
1: Oh well when I was in it was pretty simple. I mean it was just two mile run, um, as many push ups as you can do in two minutes and then as many sit ups as you can do in two minutes. And they score that on, you know, each each category gets a hundred points and so it was a max of three hundred points, and you know.
0: And is it easier now? Probably.
1: It, well, I, I know that they switched it. Right as I was getting out, they tried to do it um, so they could better assess your, you know your functional fitness and just have a better idea of how good a shape you're in because um, sit ups, push ups, and the run were just you know um, you get people that can can barely pass that and still still be quite out of shape. So I think they wanted to switch it around a little bit. I'm not I'm not quite sure what it is right now, but I think they changed
0: it. Yeah, because like obviously back in the day, like we would have the presidential physical fitness yeah. oh, test yeah. like in school, um, which I thought was cool because I sucked at everything else. I'm like, if I can just do this, mm-hmm. I can shine for a little bit. But I don't think they do that anymore. No, I all. don't think so. I don't. I don't think they did. But
1: yeah, they did that when I was in school. You get a little uh, little patch. Um, yeah, um, they don't do that anymore. I kids yeah.
0: don't. I could shine. Be like, ah oh, this. We don't want to do this because some kids feel bad. Cause they lose. I'm like, bro, I lose in math class all oh. day. <laughs> yeah. I, the l- fuck I lose I are it we doing? everything else. So you do the the unit physician. That's just like a lot. Do that's what most doctors do that are in the military. Or basically, you sign a thing. Say, hey, you're gonna. I'm assuming they pay for the medical school, but then you just you owe. Yeah, you owe seven years afterwards. So yeah, you do it just
1: like normal doctor training. You go into medical school for four years. uh, Again, just in uniform. You don't really go shoot a gun. You don't do anything. And these are all people who are going to be doctors. They would be doctors in the civilian world. So not the most like militarily inclined folks. Um, They're just normal people. Just normal people. Yeah. You know, look a little bit dumpier in their uniforms. Yeah. But, is
0: uh, anybody else like you in there? Because uh, you're, you're a fit dude. If you can't see him, he has, he's, he's jacked. He's got a beard. He looks like a, you look like a military dude. You know, you don't look like a lot of the doctors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, the military is nice to guys
1: who were in the military uh, previously and decided they wanted to get into to medical school. So, you know, that's kind of a good path for them and get in with lower test scores and stuff like that. So you do have some guys that were previous helicopter pilots, previous special forces, previous SEALs, you know, maybe like one a class. You know, there's probably about 300 people.
0: And most people, when they're done, they just leave and they go do whatever it is. Yeah, exactly.
1: And just like a regular kind of medical training, you go right into residency. So... So most military doctors will do that. They'll go into the residency and then they'll just stay around one of the five or six big military hospitals. They'll just be hospital doctors. They'll still, you know, again, wear their uniform, but, but, um, you know, I'd say, you know, maybe 25% that, um, that don't want to go do that or can't get into a residency, then they'll go be a battalion doctor for, you know, a large infantry unit, something like that. So those jobs are very available, very open. Um, so when I was finishing up my residency, um, I, I knew I wanted to get into the special operations community. Um, you know, if you're if you're gonna pick a group to go hang out with, you wanna go hang out with the the guys doing all the cool shit. Yeah. So, you know, I uh threw my name in the hat for that, but I didn't have any experience. Uh you know, so um they told me to go fuck myself and uh it was just like a polite like, Hey, like I you know, wanna do this email and um and they're just like, Well, yeah, we're we're full, buddy. Um so
0: because at the time you have no like military training, like these other None. dudes are, and you're trying to go work with essentially the savages.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I um, I figured out where they, they have a, an annual conference and I knew that the dude that doles out all the jobs for the special forces docs was going to be there. So just found out where he was having cocktails and um, kind of struck up a conversation with him and then was able to get him to. Uh, to give me a chance. So that's right out of residency. I got the, that first job as the trauma doctor on that. Um, we were supporting Special Forces. I, I did not work for the Special Forces. I worked under the Special Operations Command, but we were just kind of support for them. Um, and, you know, that was, that was that. And then I had a chance after that to, you know, I did, did good enough in that job. So they're like, OK, well, we're, now we're going to put you as a Special Forces doctor, as a battalion surgeon. Uh, but would you like to go through the the Q course first? Um, and I said, yeah. And they said, well, you're about number five on the list, and uh, we're letting one doctor go through every year. So the chances that you get to do it are super low. So again, I felt I felt good that I said yes, so I didn't look like a pussy. And, yeah. And, you know. And then I was probably just gonna go get the job that I wanted anyways.
0: And so, how hard is that training? Um,
1: well, you know, the first thing you have to do is there's this, 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 uh, it's called the special forces assessment and selection. It's a three week course. You know, it's kind of like, uh, the Navy SEALs hell week, but it's two or three weeks long, um, where you have to go there. You got to go again, the, the, now the physical fitness stuff gets a little bit more involved. So you have to be able to run, you know, five miles in under 40 minutes, which is doable, but you know, you, it's, these are just kind of, these are just kind of benchmarks that you have yeah. to hit before you can leave. You know, you have to do a 12-mile ruck with, you know, with 55 pounds. Um, I don't remember what the time was on that. Um, but you have to be fit. But you have to be fit. Yeah, yeah. You have to do a certain amount of pull. I mean, there was like two days where you just you're, – you're, you're staying in these tents, and then you're going and doing these physical fitness events. And, you know, 20% are kind of dropping off, not hitting the times, and then – you know, and then after they say, okay, you pass these two or three days of just bullshit, or you know, I mean, not bullshit, but like these are just gates to get in to the rest of the to the to the tryouts, uh, and then you start kind of all the all the hard shit.
0: Well, yeah, because what what's the one? Is it Ranger School? Maybe like half the people quit like mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, or it could be SEALs too. Yeah, like they just like they're like we're fucking done because they don't want to quit in front of everybody, so they just bounce. and Yeah,
1: leave. they will. They or they'll quit
0: during like
1: some of the really really hard kind of weed out events. You know they did this. One of the days was this thing called log and rifle PT, and you know it's you're in a mud pit. You've got this giant tree log, and you've got you you know got to hoist it up with eight dudes, and they're having you do curls with it or hold it over your head, and you're standing next to or on the other end of some dude who's six four holding it up in the air. So it's just all on you, you know. And and people are slacking off and, and not holding it and. They're running around yelling at you, and um, you know some of these. Yeah, some of those dudes would just would just quit right then. That was probably like in the first week of the the assessment selection. Um, but it was after that, like pushing through that, and then just like, man, I should have fucking already quit before that if I was gonna quit. Yeah. You know? So once you get past that, you're like, well, no, I, I didn't do that for for, for nothing. Yeah, for nothing.
0: Yeah, because we'll be uh, in Coronado a lot, and we'll be out there sometimes, and they'll be doing. All the drills and those kids are just getting the shit. I mean, just go in the water, sit there, get smashed by the waves, hold the boat over your head, run back out, bear crawl, basically somersault or roll through the fucking sand. And they just keep doing it. And I'm like, man, that just is a. It's just brutal, dude. Yeah. But I guess you're trying to weed out the people who. Because those are the people you need to rely on when shit goes sideways. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Of course it
1: sucks. But I mean, you have to be able to just kind of, you know, numb the brain to. To how much it sucks and just kind of put up with it, you know. So they just, yeah, they're weeding out for that.
0: And you're young though, too, at the time, right? Yep. Yeah. So when you're in your early twenties, like you can, yeah, you can get I, your ass beat. It was. I was in my early thirties. I was probably right on the cusp of like, you know. Do you think about it today? Like, fuck. Like, I watch some of that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's not me anymore. No. Yeah, it's not me
1: anymore either. I don't think I could. I my, could put up with that level.
0: Like my body, I don't think would take the. Like sometimes I just wake up now and I'm sore. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I did to do anything?
1: No. But put a you know put eighty ninety pounds on your back and like, you know not well distributed you know in a backpack like oh, this is all the shit you're going to be using for the next few days, and man your back is screaming. Then you're just walking all over the woods for three days and your your back is screaming. Everything is, is is done. You're tired. It's you know five degrees outside, and they make you circle up and and lay on the cold ground for you know for the night and um, yeah. There's I. I I, I was probably right at the cusp of, of, of being able to tolerate it. And then a couple of years later, I probably would have, you know, not been in that spot m- mentally.
0: And it's crazy because you're doing it as like a doctor. Mm-hmm. And these other dudes are, I'm not saying just normal dudes, but it's a different thing. You have a different They're skill animals, set. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, fuck, dude, this dude's doing it. Well, shit. Which kind of gives you guys like street cred in the group.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, usually, you know, the doctors that go work for special forces, you know, they they, they don't go through that program. They have a, uh, kind of a maroon beret or headgear, you know. So you you are a bit of an outsider. Um, so you're like
0: the kicker on a football team.
1: That's exactly right. You are like the, you are like the kicker. Like
0: you you're know? important. You're really important, but you're really not a football player.
1: Yeah, exactly. And everybody will talk to you like you're the kicker, or not talk to you. You know, whatever. Um, that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. You know, but if if. Uh, if you've gone through what they uh, have gone through and, and, and become one of them, then, it, I mean, it, d- it does help. It does help, like, that they're more willing to talk to you, open up, and, I mean, that's what you need to kind of do, do your job better.
0: And so how is that, even the the trauma stuff, like, you go to Africa, you go to Afghanistan, like, what the fuck, coming from Scottsdale, mm-hmm. that ain't the same.
1: No, no, it's a lot different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, cause the first time you go, are you just like, what are you jacked up? Or you're just like, what the fuck? Cause then in my head, I picture, I'm like, it seems like terrible. Yeah. Like not a not, like does not on the list of places I want to visit. No, no. But also,
1: you know, you're, I guess I was always a little bit curious of just what it was like, you know, being able to see it. I mean, um, but oh yeah, a lot different. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that's kind of one of the benefits though, is that yeah, growing up in Scottsdale, You've got no clue of like the the what the world is like out there, or like the variation in the human condition, or like just how how crazy different things are. Um, you know, like in, in Africa, like we were in Central Africa, so South Sudan, Central African Republic, we we're in the Congo. Uh, these people were living in 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 mud walled little houses, um, you know, with thatched roofs but wearing like dress slacks you know, th- and they're living on like red dirt. So the, the whole place is just, everything's covered in red, but they're wearing dress slacks and dress shirts in the middle of the jungle, like red dirt living in, in, in this hut, but their clothes would be clean. You know, they'd have the biggest smiles on their face, you know, waving at you. And, um,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. You're like, holy
1: shit. I guess you don't need, you don't really need anything to be, to be happy. Um, and have dress clothes too. And have dress clothes too. And nobody was going. There was no jobs. I don't know why they were wearing dress clothes. Um, I mean, you you know, you sold stuff at the market, or you know, you had your bartering system. I mean, we would go there with their country's money and try to buy shit, and they'd be like, "I don't want that." Like, a, can I have that barrel? That metal barrel you guys have?
0: Oh, so the currency? They're like, "Fuck it, dude. Mm-hmm. We just want to trade for stuff." Yeah, we just
1: want st- stuff that we can use.
0: Yeah, that is. Well, I think for people who. If you never left America, or maybe you know, you only know what you know if you only know, you know your circle, but the rest of the world, like a lot of the shit we do, doesn't matter. Like speed limits, like traffic tickets. Like yes. I'm imagining in Afghanistan, there's not a lot of speed tickets going on. You know what I mean? Like there is just no rules. No, like we yeah. have rules here.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a that's a different. Yeah, you you can completely like basically ignore all rules and regulations. You know, like when you're. In Central Africa, you're not calling the government up to get an application to practice medicine there. They'd be like, we don't have that department. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, it would just be silly. Uh, but yeah, no rules. yeah. I mean it was most of the stuff would be kind of like this, you know street justice stuff. Would we first I remember one of the first times I was in, like right when I got to um, South Sudan, we were, in, we were driving one of our, our, our trucks down to the, the little village center. This is tiny. This is like this is like three shacks set up where, you know, you can drink in one and they're selling bread in the other. And we were taking we were taking a left and these all they have really are these little dirt bikes. And these two dudes on this dirt bike um, try to pass us on the left while we're turning left. So they just broadside us and fall over on their bike. And again, this was in their little town square. So there was like, you know, 20, 30 people standing around there. And they all looked over, you know, started coming up to us and kind of just like encircled all this stuff, you know. And uh, man, I thought we were, I thought we were fucked. Um, and they were talking. One dude kind of steps up; he's obviously the leader. And uh, you know, he's they're, they're talking as a as a group. And and then they start kind of making their way right over towards us. Uh, and then right before they get to us, they veer towards the two dudes on the bike that are still laying there, and they just all start beating them like you know just whipping them just like hitting them you know like screaming at them um you know the the best way i could surmise was that they were like hey these dudes are here in town and they're kind of bringing some money and uh and you guys were driving like assholes and uh yeah just decided to
0: to start to start
1: beating them until they Jesus, ran off dude because yeah. there's
0: no uh like police or no there's no they don't have like a fire department there's no no it's just like it's a fucking wild west. It legit. is a wild
1: west. Yeah, the roads in and out of there, you can't travel them for. I mean, you, like they're they're so bad that I mean it's going to take you, it's going to take you a few days just to get 200 miles. But you usually can't pass half the year because it's raining and then there's just giant puddles. So everybody's stuck there. Yeah, there's no there's no infrastructure like that.
0: Yeah, because I always wonder like if you live there and you watch a movie or whatever, you'll see a documentary and, like guys are driving trucks. Around. I'm like, where are they getting gas, dude? It's yes. Like, it's like a gas station somewhere? Yeah. I mean, we had to...
1: No, that we had to fly in our gas, you know. Isn't um, that wild? Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, there was, a, there was an airstrip there, and then just, you know, one of the local guys who had all the connections back in, you know, whatever, Uganda or something like that. Yeah, they would fly in their gas so they could gas up their bikes. And this is only for the folks with... I mean, if you saw a dude riding around on a little shitty motorcycle, you know, his family was, like, was wealthy.
0: Because most people have nothing.
1: No, nothing at all.
0: Like, just to think like that is, like... Still, I mean, if you see all the shit that's going on in the world, obviously things are fucking sideways everywhere. But you look at that and you're like, okay, even though like you might be sick or you broke your leg here and there's shit that goes wrong and we all have shit. I do, you do, everybody does. But fuck, man, I'm glad it's here. Oh, yeah. Versus there.
1: No, I mean, we were leaving the base one day and there was these three dudes standing out there and they were holding up a fourth dude. Um as we're leaving, they're like trying to show it to us as we're driving away. And I was like, what the fuck? So we roll down the window and they're like, they, they show him. And his, 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 pant was up. His leg was broken and just sticking out of the skin. He was from a, a rich family. He had a motorbike, you know, and he just, I mean, he was, I mean, to, if you, if you give it to the, like a hospital in the capital of, of South Sudan, which would be like a, you know, five, six hour drive from there. I mean, just assume that they could handle it, but I don't think that they probably could. I mean, see, this guy was far away from anybody that could do anything with that. He's and fucked. He's fucked. And uh, you know, I trained in internal medicine. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not an orthopedic doctor. You know, I've never done any of this shit. But like, uh, again, there's no you there's know, no there's rules. No, there's no rules. And we're the best shot that this dude has. I have an X-ray machine. You know, I've got medics. I've got I've got drugs. I can you know sedate him with enough. Um, you know, and I had access to um, an orthopedic surgeon back in the U.S. Um, that, that I could ask questions to. So, you know, we he broke both of his leg. He broke the, broke uh, his one leg, but it broke the tibia and the and the fibula. Um, and and so, you know, we bring him in. Um, you know, numb him up a little bit. I mean, we gave him some some meds to calm him down, some muscle relaxers, and then you know, you have your medics pull one way on the leg and the other on the other uh, the other medic on the other side and then, and, 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 uh, and fix the, 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 tibia. Uh, but it's not open enough like that. We take an x-ray, it's fine. It's kind of aligned, but the, the fibula is still just like not connected, you know? So I'm just like, what the, what the fuck do I do here? Oof. You know? So kind of emailing back and forth, you know, sent the pictures of the before and after, uh, after x-rays to the, to the orthopedic surgeon. And, uh, and I was like, what do I do about the fibula? And he was just like, fuck it. Like, just leave it. You know, um, it'd been open for a day. So,
0: so this know. guy's just sitting there with his leg is just like, yeah, what? I mean, is he just obviously he got to be drugged up to even like survive? Oh
1: well, I mean, yeah, to I mean to to stop screaming, yeah, for sure. Jesus, dude. Yeah.
0: So it's like there. If you break
1: your leg, it's like a death sentence. Kind of. It could be for sure. Yeah, I mean that one especially open like that. I mean, I mean we had to. I had to leave it open because it was it was starting to get you know a little bit infected and bring him back every day and cleaning out, but. I mean, and put them on antibiotics. Um, but what was going to happen if we didn't? I mean, there's very likely it could have could have became you know could have became septic and died. I, I don't I don't see why it wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, because like they don't have a it's not a CVS like in a Walgreens calling your prescription. No, no, it's not that. Like I don't think people here realize like how fucked like we would be. Well, yeah, you're if right. we were in these other places, like I always if you ever watch, like Yellowstone, yeah, or uh, 1883, yep. and you're watching these guys, I'm like. They're on the Oregon Trail, dude. And then I'm reading all the stuff. Like, how real is this? Like, the number one thing they used to do is just amputate. And I guess they could be pretty good at that. Yeah. Because they would just cut off the shit. They could stop the bleeding. I'm like, but that was the only answer. And then pray you don't die. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck. If these guys are in grass huts, there's nowhere for them to go. Like, if I mean, where is the closest medical facility, and how the fuck do you get there?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that was it. It was... You know, they were, they were fucked. You'd see ladies with like advanced breast cancer. I mean, just sitting under a tree. And this is like shit you don't see in the United States, like cancer that got so bad that you never see cancer grow out of the skin and be on the outside of the body. Oh shit. Yeah. Like, like so advanced, but not advanced enough to obviously kill her yet, you know? And, you know, they would come, you know, I, I, this is one of the patients I saw there, you know, helping out, but what, what do you do in this situation? I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could send her to the, to the Capitol, but they're not going to be able to do anything either. You know, it's, 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 it was mainly being able to clean it out and control it. Cause the, the thing that was affecting her most was all the, was all the flies that were coming, um, and, and live it being outside all day. She was just pestered by the flies. She just wanted it not to. Jesus you know. dude.
0: So, hey, I think of that all the time. Like when I watch anything that's not here or like a different time period. Yeah. Like, my wife says, oh, you'd be great in this, the 1800s. I'm like, dude, I've been dead when I was fucking 25, dude. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, how would I get my wisdom teeth out? Yep. Like, when these guys have, like, a legit, like, tooth problem, what do they do? Yeah. Like, just yank that shit out?
1: Yeah. Or they've got, they just have gonorrhea for, like, 30, 40 years. Right? <sighs> they just don't piss right, like, until they're dead.
0: Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, what a just a not of fun. We are lucky here, man. If anybody's listening, like, yeah, it's, it's fucked up in America, and we got some shit wrong, but I would rather, like, trial and air medicine and do shit here than, than be stuck over there, because you're just like, you can't live like that, man.
1: Yeah, what, I didn't even feel like a doctor over there, because you realize when you're a doctor here, you have, you know, um, you have people hooked up to machines, you know their vital signs at all times, you can get any lab lab that you want on them to help you diagnose things. You've got access to all these drugs to treat it.
0: And you, and if this drug doesn't work, you can try this one. Yeah. And if this one doesn't, we can try this one. And like, there's a, and there's a million different, like, okay, we can do the straight Eastern medicine, Western medicine. We can do the hospital route. We can go naturopath. Like we have so much shit here. Yeah. And to be there and like, how do they get contacts? Like how do they wear glasses? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'd be blind. Cause like you're in forties, you can't fucking see anyway, at no. least for me. And I'm like, what would I do?
1: Yeah. Wild dude. It is. Oh man. And you can't test anything. So you just kind of have to take your best guess at what this looks like, you know, and then you've got maybe 10 medicines to, to choose from. And, uh, yeah. So it, you, I did not feel like a doctor. I was like, wow, I am useless outside of the, the, the regular medical system in the United States. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty opening.
0: Well, I think for people who've never, if like, we've had buddies who've traveled to like India and like years ago, and even today, like to do fitness as a, as a luxury, like we do fitness here as it's a joke, yeah. like no offense, like it's not like it's my career or whatever, but we're, you're coming into a building to do exercise. There is no fucking Jeremy Scott fitness in the middle of Africa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're so lucky to have all these things. Like I had tissue work done today. I show up, just dude, I lay there. I mean, I do. Some of it's active, I guess. Yeah. But they're just pushing on my glute med, pushing on my QL, getting it loose. We're having a dialogue and a conversation, and I'm like, "Oh, this is one of all the things I do. If I want to go do acupuncture later, I can do that. I can." These guys have none of those things. No. We're lucky, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, dude. How trippy. So you go from, like, the military stuff. Once you're done, you do work in the hospital system for a little bit.
1: I did, yeah. I went to go. I went to go work in the hospital system right afterwards. So suck though. Yeah, did it did um, for
0: you. Some people like it.
1: They love it No, Actually, a lot of people hate it. Um, yeah. but it, it's well because it's a business. It is. It is. And then you just the point it's at now. It's very obvious that I mean you, you're you're getting your medical license kind of rented out by giant corporations to basically you know have you man these hospitals so that they can you know keep their their factory moving. And, uh, and get patients in and out, and get paid from insurance or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty. It, it was pretty demoralizing, pretty quick.
0: Like just because, like the sheer volume of stuff you had to see, or you're just like, I don't really have control of what I want to do.
1: Yeah, there was. The, I mean, you 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 don't really you lose a lot of control because you know there's there's some administrator or thirty administrators that figured out, hey, you know, this is uh, how do we make the doctors choose what we need them to choose for you know to to make the there's this patients stay cheaper or you know to to basically control all the variables so they, they do set you up on these paths where if you want to do something on your own it is it's a hassle right to, to to kind of go against these um these paths that they they make you choose right so yeah you you do lose autonomy you know for sure but also the people that you're seeing i mean these are these are people on that the back end of that system and it's just you know they're they're getting sick you know, you're 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 doing just enough to get them good enough to get out of the hospital, and then they go back to their shitty conditions, their shitty life, and you know, you see them three weeks later for the same thing, and you know, you're just going to keep doing this until until one time, you know, they they don't come back because they're dead or or whatever. So whether it's skin infections or like recurrent pancreatitis from people who keep drinking, or you know, um, you know, a lot a lot of um, I mean, there's tons of different things, but there's you know, just these these heart heart issues, a lot of heart disease, and
0: some of it like you know genetics and you just you get shitty luck and you get fucked but some of it is like fixable on their end
1: yeah i mean as some of these people um you know a lot of the people by the time they saw me like you know these are the ones who are getting into those chronic condition stages right this is, this is like their 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 work should have been on you know trying to prevent this i think 20 30 years before um but for whatever reason maybe they didn't you know there was just shitty life, but uh, you know, and maybe exercise or sports were never part of it, or nobody ever really showed them or, or, or taught them how to think about how to eat or anything like that. And uh, you know, so they just kind of take the world as it comes. And if you do that, then you know they put a bunch of shit food in your mouth, and you know, have you watch TV and get too worked up over you know some some bullshit out there. And
0: well, and the, yeah. the gradual decline too. We actually have a guy here. He is a um, he just took a, he took a job in Tucson earlier this year, but he was a CFO at one of the hospitals here. And so he gave us the breakdown of like what it looks like on his end. He's like, We need to keep this person. We need to get rid of this person because this person is worth X. This person is in this I Fuck Medicaid. Like he had all the things done. And I'm like, Oh, this is a this is a machine dude that has to make money. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, we need to be profitable. A lot of money. And then you start to look at like how insurance works and all the things and how, how just fuck that is. And so I I can get the like how frustrating it would be. But this the sheer number of people you probably have to see and like to your point of the people who like went for, for 20, 30 years, it's not like you feel like shit in a day. Typically no. it's this graduate. One, I actually had a guy, uh, Dr. Russell teams on, does a lot of spine work, um, and neurologic work. And he showed me this, uh, MRI of a dude's spine. And it looked like the discs were like growing over the back of the other discs. And he had this lumbar lardosis that was so fucking extreme. And I look at him, I go, how is this dude even standing up? Cause it, it would seem to me like every time he's like, he doesn't really. And I go, how long did that go on? He's like, probably twenty years before he saw me. And he's like, you know, he he look what you think like he's a huge you know, you know beach ball for a belly. Mm-hmm. He has his, his hips are weak as fuck and all the things. I'm like, to get to that point, like to wait that long, like you just should have went in. Like yeah. when it was sore twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You, you know, th- I mean, are those oh. the people who benefit most from you know like actually digging in or education about all that pre work that needs to go in? You know, or is that that's somebody who just is going to fall on that, 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 that worst 20%, you know, that are, that are gonna, they don't have the motivation. They don't, I mean, they're, or are the, maybe it's not even motivation. It's just, you know, um, mission in life to actually give a shit about that type of stuff. And they're, 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 they're fine. Kind of, you know, um, just waiting their time out.
0: Like it's, cr- and again, there, obviously there's people like that. Cause I always say every time I don't feel good, Mike, I'm tired or sick or something goes wrong. I'm like, how do people live like this? Because I fucking hate it. And yeah. I, I probably to the extreme where when things go wrong, I want to know everything. I want to know why it's going wrong, what's not feeling good, why it's this. And then I will just... The same things that make you great make you fucking terrible. So the hyper-focus, which makes me good at what I do, the hyper-fixation, well, I drive myself fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's if I don't feel good. I couldn't imagine just waking up and being like, oh, well, this is it. Like, I'm not going to try any. No medications, uh, no scans, no x-rays, no therapeutics, no doctors, whether it's acupuncture or fucking Reiki. I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'll try damn near everything mm-hmm. like, to alleviate the problem. But to not do that seems so insane to me, and, I, and it seems like a lot of people just choose that every day. Yeah.
1: I, I, those people who, who, who do live through that, right, there's, there's – I mean – they're a little bit screwy upstairs they have, they have a lot of, of, of issues, whether it's, you know, anger and, 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 and you can, you always wonder kind of what came first, you know, like, is it these, these chronic health conditions that make them that shitty? I mean, how, how could you, how could you be a normal person if you did have to live through that every day, you'd, you'd find hate in everything that you, that, that you do. Um, And, and, um, you know, is that, is that, is that their disposition, you know, or was it some of these chronic conditions that caused it or, or, you know, it's, I mean, it's obviously all kind of mixed in and probably you know builds on itself, but
0: yeah. And then again, saying sometimes you just get shitty luck, man, and yes. things happen, and that's life. But to me, it's the if I could have, if I could have avoided it, like where we'll get people in here who, let's say, it's low back pain. I think like the stat is like ninety five percent of like low back pain is like undiagnosed, which mm-hmm. basically is from fucking sitting and inactivity. Yeah. And people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, when you look at the mechanics and like. How we can put people on a rower and they can row forever. Never once seen a back injury. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I've never fucking seen it. Yeah. Um, I've seen it from sitting in an activity. And so we'll get people who come in like, oh my low back has just hurt for how long? Uh five years. What what did you get tackled? No, oh, nothing. It's just it's sore. Literally, stretch your glutes, stretch your hip flexors, two weeks later, it's gone. I'm like, So you've been living in pain for five years. Something we could have fixed in two fucking weeks. Yeah. Like that to me is the stuff that drives me just wild. But
1: Well, uh, yeah. And you, I mean, what percentage of the people that come in like that have heard something like that? Like they probably have some idea that their lack of mobility is probably causing this or, or, or something that they're doing in their lifestyle. And it's not unreasonable to think that, yeah, like two weeks of, of really good stretching would be worth a trial. If your fucking back hurt that bad, oh dude. And then yeah, but they don't, it, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I said that. Like sometimes, you know, there's there's those things that 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 uh, yeah, like lower back pain or things like that that'll I'll let annoy me, and then it, all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. You're like two or three months into it, and you're like, you know what? I I, I, I can figure out what this fucking is, and and you know, you start start doing something about it, right? Um, and then you're like, why didn't I do this? Is that sooner? Yeah.
0: We're all guilty of it, but it does take some, I guess like you have to be your own advocate for everything. Of course. And and healthcare for sure. I mean, yeah. Even if you have a good physician or a good team, um, you have to be your own person. That's right. Now, I'm sure it might be like neurotic, like when I go in, like my primary lady is awesome. But if I go in, I'm like, I have a list. Here's what my list is. Here's how I sleep. Here's how I eat. And I'm here's my basically, it's like a printout. It's like, here we go. I hand her this. And like, I'm good to go. And I'm sure she's like, this dude's fucking nuts, which is fine. I'm like, but if I don't do that, when I go in to talk, I'm going to forget all the things that are going on. I'll forget what's happening, and then they don't get a picture. And I know she's busy. Because if nothing else, like if you give a shit as much as I do, and I do, I have 100 and some people here. Mm -hmm. I got thousands of people on the internet. There's no fucking way, dude, I can know every person on the internet. I know everybody's name here, typically know their kids and what they do. I go, but I'm seeing them... 3 times a week, yep. every week. You're seeing some of these people twice a year, once a year, 3 times a year. I'm like, they're not going to remember if I don't jot down everything here and be annoying as fuck. And if they remember me as the annoying person who brings in notes, that's fine. Yep. Cuz at least that way maybe I can paint a picture of like, here's how we can fix X, Y, and Z. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you yeah, you would have to. Otherwise, I mean, she's got another, you know, 30 patients to see today. You're a uh, uh, in shape dude, so why? I mean, if 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 I had to go through a whole clinic day and I saw you, I'd be like, sweet, I'm gonna get this dude out in two minutes, grab lunch. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with him. You know, I mean, I, plus all the shit that you know I'm gonna do to check out this guy's health or or talk to him about preventative health. Like, I don't really do that because you know I'm here to kind of balance people's blood pressure, medication, or make sure that they don't die so that I can hit my goals at the end of the year, c- catch my bonus for all the 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 sick people the diabetics I want to show that I improve diabetics I see you I'm gonna go you're fine get out of here you know
0: well that's a great so my mom went the other day what was her she had some of her labs were just different than like they normally were my mom is sixty whatever she is she's this is when she was like fifty whatever in this magazine here oh nice this so she's like fifty seven there or something so she's sure yeah. yeah and so she's in her sixties still super fit comes here works out eats right doesn't drink and some of her blood work was off and this is like on her patient portal. She takes screenshots it to me. It's the whoever her doctor is. Oh, make sure you exercise and like try not to eat processed foods. Like I'm sure it's just a canned fucking message. I'm sure. like, that's the like that's the advice. Yeah. Like that's horseshit. That is the that
1: is the advice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah.
0: but if you're already doing that, it's like, well, what are we talking about then?
1: Well, of course. No, and I mean and just the way that they, they said it. Because I mean, I actually say it was somebody who needed it. Thanks, dickhead. Can I get some, can I get something else here? You that's know? what I mean. Like yeah, if yeah. you're
0: if you're three hundred pounds and yeah. that's Does that person not know? Like, yeah. Oh, exercise and eat better. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I didn't know. Now I'll start (laughs) doing it today. thank you for that. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So you go from the hospital system as you're working, and then, like, the pandemic happens and and COVID happens. And what is that like just for you real quick? Because I know you were here, and, I mean, we won the pandemic, if you want to see it that way in terms of, like, financially. Um, but it was fucking miserable. Yeah. And I thought it was the dumbest time uh, to ever be a human. And they'll write a book about it someday and make a movie and be like, we put yellow caution tape on the fucking basketball court so these guys couldn't go play hoops at the park. Yep. Like some wild – you go to Dave & Buster's. You go to strip club, but you couldn't come here. Yeah. Wild shit, dude.
1: Yeah. It, w- it was crazy. It's it's funny. Yeah. It seems like uh, like no one even really kind of brings up how crazy things were.
0: Oh, dude. I'll, ne- like, I'll never – like I'm not a political person. I don't watch the news. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I got to do. That shit will work itself out. I don't think any of these motherfuckers care about me anyway, but to think I'll ever forget like, bro, if, if I was in the middle before you lost me forever on everything, like if you tell me a pandemic happens again, like I need to see fucking zombies puking up blood in the middle of the streets before I don't come to work. Cause I'm just like, you fucked it. Like yeah. on such a, on a, and I'm not saying like COVID's not bad and it sucks and it, fuck people up i get all that and it's miserable but our reaction to it was the dumbest wildest shit ever like i don't want to oh god i'll get so salty sure. if i talk about it <laughs> but it's like you walk into a restaurant with your mask on sit down at the table take your mask off are you fucking like you're fucking with me
1: yeah well we all see that it was theater like that was theater yeah right? like, or that, the, like the airplane yeah
0: like i gotta wear my mask at the terminal but if i go into reggie's and get a beer i can take it off yeah like i'm a dummy like, I'm dumb as shit. And even I know, like, this doesn't seem to make medical sense when I'm looking at it from afar.
1: Yeah, but all the smart people were like, nope, it does. And, I'm do like, it.
0: and so I'm like, how can I believe you guys when yeah. you tell me shit?
1: For sure. No, yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, when I left the military, um, that was what I was qualified to do was go work in the hospital. Um, and it was not, and then you make double what you were making in the military. So you're like, oh, sweet. This is, this is a good gig uh, let's go back to Scottsdale. It's where, uh, you know, we had three kids. So this or where, where, uh, my parents and, and my wife's parents live. So, um, let's go back home, you know, and do that. And it was, I mean, it was three weeks before I was just like, no, well, this isn't gonna fucking work. Um, yeah. So I kind of immediately started planning the, the escape route at, at that time. But, you know, my last four years before I got out of the military, when I was a, a battalion surgeon for seven special forces group, um, that's when I started working with these dudes who'd been at war for 10, 20 years um, and just loss of, 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 of life in their eyes. I mean, these were the the guys that were, that were, that were uh, experiencing a lot of the, um, the PTSD, Um, you know, 90% of them had, had severe blast injuries. So a lot of traumatic brain injuries Um, and, you know, being back home and working with those guys and, and feeling pretty helpless on being able to, to help them, you know, I I just started digging into everything I could find on, on, on just, you know, what could be done in this situation. And, you know, just came across some, some folks who were talking about these extreme blast injuries and how they'll disrupt the hormonal access in the brain. Um, made a lot of sense, you know, like your
0: endocrine system and everything gets jacked.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, significantly with the hormone deficiencies. So you got these, you know, giant barrel chested freedom fighters, uh, with with testosterone levels, you know, at like two fifty, like low, like red low for an eighty year old man, um, and yeah. they're like in their thirties. Yeah, yeah, they're in their thirties. Jesus, um, you know, starting to put on, you know, a lot of a lot of midsection poundage, um, developing sleep apnea, um, a lot of antidepressants, and you know, it, it was just just kind of that you just see the spiral. You see it. You see it starting to like this is not going to end well for a lot of these dudes coming through here um and you know they had tons of um so i mean tons of inflammation you're starting to um, see metabolic disease in these guys but we were this small unit and and again so this is not representative i've told like this story about how i was able to do this in the army and people are like that's bullshit the army healthcare system sucks and you're like yes it does but we were fortunate enough in to, the micro you yeah could do in it. the micro we could do it in this in, the, in this unit and we were able to, you know, we had access to all of our own testing. We had our own nutritionists, um, the up meal plans. We had a, um, weight training staff, you know, like, a like we were a sports team. I mean, these are the guys you're trying to keep in shape for that. So, you know, we, we were, we're diagnosing, um, a lot of hormone issues, a lot of inflammation, this metabolic disease, and putting them on these comprehensive plans. And Gosh, man, we really just got really good results, and just started seeing these uh, life come back into these guys' eyes, and uh, and reengage with their families, um, and that was that was awesome. And contrast that with leaving and going into the hospital, and you're like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Um, I, I I need to go back and, and and do something like I was doing in the army. So that was that was the impetus that, that I wanted to I needed to start this clinic after my clinic after. After after figuring that out, I didn't realize how how much I loved it at the time. It re- really took that coming out and working at the hospital and being like, oh shit.
0: And so, when did you start like the clinic you have now? Or like, how did it? Is that how? Did, what, like, what year did it first kick off? We
1: we opened we started this year, so it's been kind of in progress. I mean, this was this was like my I was transitioning to this, you know, in twenty twenty, and COVID hit. Um, so we did we we actually. Um, we bought a building, or we, we were renting a building at the time. COVID hit, and we we're just like, "Well, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work out well right now." I don't even know what's going on. So we were actually um, doing COVID testing around Arizona and New York um, for for two
0: years. How does that work? Um, You're just like, "Hey, sign me up. I can do COVID tests." Well, you know, I was. Um, it's gotta be a contract, right? It was well, yeah. We I mean, do you have you had
1: to? I had to register. I had to, I, had to, I had to build a lab to do it um and because i was in the military uh, there was a clause that i was able to be a, a laboratory director so that made it easy uh and then yeah so we just you know set up a lab uh bring in the people that know how to run it um and then you know yeah either get contracts with people to do their testing or just kind of offering it um around the around the valley i mean people needed them to get to work people needed them for school people needed them for everything
0: um, like how wild was that for you? It was like, insane. To see that really start And like some of the days was probably just like hundreds and hundreds of people.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes thousands and um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, what it was, was the COVID
0: test again in your nose, right?
1: Yeah. The nose swab.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck dude. Yeah. like COVID test. Oh man. What a wild time. Cause now people will be like, oh, Hey, I can't come in. I have COVID. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't like if I don't feel good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't
1: think about doing that.
0: I don't anymore. No, No. I don't think that's not the protocol, right? They're just like, fuck it. No, no, it's not.
1: You're right. And I remember like right after that big last wave of COVID in, um, it was like beginning of 2022 uh, or like, you know, December 2021, Omicron. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so they had that big spike right around Christmas time. And then afterward, it was like February, and one of my kids was sick. And we had COVID tests laying around the house. You're supposed to test them or do whatever. Um, But my wife was like, I'm not fucking testing the kids anymore. Like, you know, and I saw right then I was like, oh, everybody's over this shit.
0: Yeah, we're done. (laughs) Well, it was crazy because like you couldn't um, like, because I know Hawaii's system is kind of jacked because they only have like so many ICU beds. Like it's very small, limited, like they don't have the resources. Like you would have to have a COVID, you have to be vaccinated and have a COVID test to get to Hawaii at first. Yeah. 'Cause we didn't we would we went every year and then like those years we didn't go. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm not going to fucking Hawaii and then all of a sudden they're like, Jeremy, you have COVID and I gotta sit in the Marriott yeah. for seven days in a row. Like, that's that's not gonna happen.
1: They installed like giant COVID testing laboratory on the airport right there so that they could test people coming in. I mean, yeah, they went crazy with it.
0: Jesus, dude. Yeah, yeah what a wild you know, like Canada was like super wild too. Yeah, but you could it's the shit now. It's like you could drive though. But you couldn't fly in, so you could like drive. You could be like North Dakota and like drive your car in. But if you flew in, you had to get like tested and then stay in a hotel for like two weeks and some wild shit. Yeah, it's kind of like, no offense, everybody. It's kind of like reminds me of the border shit. Like you can just walk across the border and it's cool. But if you fly in, like you got to go through TSA and this shit. I'm like, do we see like the fucking lunacy what goes on here a little bit? Yeah, what a time to be alive, dude. So I'm assuming like that doing all the COVID testing, like you guys are just crushing. Like, it pays well, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we were able to grow uh, a, a pretty big business pretty quick, just knowing that it was temporary the entire time, um, you know. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that did, it really took about two years out of it. And, and we um, kind of got back to the, um, the original mission at the beginning of this year and opened up our doors in about June, June of this year.
0: And you guys are right, for people who are local, like right in Old Town, right, yeah. right across from where I met my wife. Used to be Dos Gringos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dos Gringos. Yeah. Guys. And was the upper deck, was the bar back in the day. Yeah. That's where our, our office is in the old upper deck. Yeah. But the whole building is different now. It's much different. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. someone was there before you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was somebody came in there and, and, and redid it and made it, made it nice.
0: Yeah. Cause it's fancy. Yeah. It is fancy. Um, so like, uh, like on your site and stuff, and like, cause I've been in your place. This is a nice place. The facility is nice. You guys are in a great spot. Um, kind of like the catchphrase like you know catch problems before they become problems is what you guys say. Yeah. So like what makes your place different than you know I guess who do, who's the normal kind of clientele like somebody comes in um why would they go there versus their normal you know doctor at a hospital. For sure. Um or yeah. like not maybe not even like because of that but maybe even in addition to.
1: Yeah. Does that I, make I, sense? No, for sure. I mean, look, our our, our my practice is called preamble. Um, you know, and, and, and we named it preamble because really, what we're trying to get at is, is, is that kind of that core truth, you know, that you would, that you would list before a document, a major document, you know, to, that we all agree on this. Right. And, 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 and the core truth in, in health is, is these 30, 40 years before you get sick, right. Of, of, of good lifestyle choices, um, and, and mitigating risk as much as you can right because this stuff accumulates over decades um so you know our typical client or the ones the ones that, that that really get the most benefit out of us are you know folks in their 40s and 50s um you know maybe used to be in shape uh but you know put put that off for life uh kids career whatever yeah and then find themselves looking a little bit more like their dad in the mirror um and uh and 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 realizing that, that something needs to be done. Um, I think there's kind of this general unknown of like, um, what kind of health am I really in? Like, you know, I, I, I know I should be looking out for stuff, but, um, I go to the doctor, he does a cholesterol test. I, I don't really feel confident that I know, you know, what all my risks are, what I, how I need to be thinking about this. Um, you know, so they, they, we bring those people in um, and 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 test the crap out of them up front to really give them that honest baseline, uh, and then and then work with them to 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 mitigate to to find if any of these you know large abnormal risks are present, but then also kind of give them these baseline readings on their hormones, metabolic health, inflammation, all that stuff, um, you know, and then and then and then kind of show them where their risks lie, how big these risks are, where what right looks like, and and then and then try to get there with them. As they stay with us.
0: Because like a normal person, if they just go and they get a physical, you know, yearly. Like I just talked to my old man for the first time in a while. He's 60, Was he, 65. Um, he's complaining about Medicare and the, yeah. the shit. And he's breaking down the finances to me. He's not uh, happy about it. Um, He thinks everything. He's basically Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Okay. That's basically my dad. I get along with those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah except he has tattoos all over <laughs> his arms. That's him. And so he's bitching about it. But he's like, yeah, then I go get a physical. But he's like, they don't even they don't touch you, they don't do anything. He's like, they just ask me a bunch of questions. And my dad's like, you know, smoke cigarettes for 30 some years, drink booze every day for, you know, basically his whole life. Um, But it's like a normal six foot tall, 160 pound dude, he's nothing, you know. But he's like, yeah, they don't even touch you. They ask a couple questions and he's like, they just pop you in and out. He's like, what was the point of you even going to that? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm assuming they do blood work too, but.
1: Yeah. They do. And, you know, they tell him they, they tell him three cholesterol numbers and, you know, he's Still doesn't really kind of get it at the end of it. And just like, so it's a little bit high, but you know.
0: Nobody, nobody gives a shit.
1: Yeah. No, nobody gives a shit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, people like, you know, so maybe maybe that's okay with, I, I think that's okay with like a lot of older generations that don't really want to know anyways. They don't really, you know, they're they're, they're fine with kind of.
0: Old, old dudes from the Midwest who hate. Uh, the government and hospitals and basically every establishment yeah they're probably okay with it yeah that's right that's not the the, the people kind of knocking on our doors not Scottsdale De- Scott's demo
1: no hey I'm, I'm open to work with them uh, but again yeah probably don't it's it's probably not one of the you know you you get like three things in your life that you can really care about at once you know that's maybe pushing it uh, so, so so if, uh, you know, if it's not health, uh, for, for somebody, then, you know, this, it's, it's, um, this probably isn't the right, right, right program for him.
0: And so you guys take them through like a lot of the biomarkers, like different stuff. Cause I I don't even know, like when I go in Mm -hmm. uh, to do blow work and a physical, and I do blow work more than a normal person. Cause I'm just, I'm curious. I like to know where things are. Um, and I understand it enough almost. I mean, it's not rocket science when Mm -hmm. you know the numbers and like, if it's you know, what's causing it or what might be the cause of it? Is it, you know, how you're sleeping? Is it how you're eating? But a normal physical, like, do they even, like, test hormones for people all the time? I don't no. even know if they do. No. Which I think that would be, like, an important thing.
1: Yeah. I, I You know, I, I suppose if maybe they were making bonuses off of, you know, getting folks on hormone replacement therapy, there'd be more. You know, but there's it's, it's not part of a large um, way to distribute medicine to a big population. Yeah. You know? Um, so no, they don't do any of that. And, and, and they're very, very precursory, like basic looks into, you know, where you stand, right? So if they're just going to look at your, your metabolic health, look at your, your fasting blood sugar in the morning, which, you know, is not very accurate for predicting what, what somebody's blood sugar does throughout the day. You know, I've seen so many folks with pre-diabetes and that, that have normal fasting sugars in the morning, right? So they've got that and, uh, and an A1C, I mean, you know, just to know that you can, you know, put somebody uh, – put you could put a glucose monitor on somebody for a couple of days and just see how wild it is and, and be like, okay, there's 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 some type of
0: problem here. And, like, for the people who, like, maybe the numbers look normal, um, but they could be, you know, obviously kind of screwed throughout the day, do they tend to be overweight or there, it could be anything?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I think tend, tend to be overweight for for the average American, but, you yeah. know, there are the, the sneaky – kind of you know skinny fat folks that that, that For sure yeah then it can fly under the radar and then you probably would
0: and so you guys suspended. like are a fan of like some of the wearables like a glucose monitor?
1: Uh yeah, I think so. It's look, you can um you can get lost in this type of data and you know oh. get, get and, and get super anxious over over all this shit that you that, that you look at, you know, whether it's a, your sleep tracker or, or whatever, right? And it can it can end up kind of impacting in a negative way there but we do like wearables for certain times in people's lives when you know you need to actually recalibrate something you know you need to see kind of where you stand and it should help to serve as a as a as a road post you know to kind of point you where where right or wrong is not something to to obsess over but yeah we do we do love wearables at certain times in our program
0: yeah because you have a was it the whoop the whoop
1: yeah yeah i just I've, i've been trying this one out for you know two or three months it's it's okay, um, but I keep it with it because it, it it actually tracks the sleep pretty well, and um, and it's pretty. I just forget it's there.
0: I know I wore one for a while, and the what was it HRV? Mm-hmm. I would sometimes think I need to. I'm not an HRV expert, so I'd need an expert to break it down for me. Because sometimes I would think they're full of shit. Because I'm like hiking the Grand Canyon, dude, and they're like, oh, moderate activity today, and I'm like, what? fucking plan like i'm basically talking to myself like i'm david fucking goggins to get through the next like 10 miles and you guys are telling me it's like moderate activity but if it can track the sleep stuff like is was whoop, whoop is a good one what's the other one The a ring is pretty good for sleep yeah and what does it just track like the latency like if you wake up or not or disturbances things like that yeah it's pretty good i like it for um uh, especially
1: the aura ring. But, you know, I, I noticed that when, you know, my heart rate gets super low in, in my sleep, like that's when, um, that's when I get really good sleep. That's when you wake up the next morning, ready to kick indoors, you know? Um, so you see these, these, these parameters that really do start to line up with when you feel like shit. I don't like the, the things about like the aura ring where, you know, it'll maybe detect that you had a bad night's sleep and that you should, it'll you know, tell you, it would say like, take it easy or, you know, like, don't, relax and you're like i don't is this an excuse because i'm kind of I'm, i kind of want to believe you and i kind of want to relax yeah and and i also know that you know fundamentally this is kind of pussy
0: well yeah and it's like can you even relax yeah. oh, you had a like <laughs> oh jeremy you had a bad night's sleep like typically the night i sleep the worst is like sundays and uh i work the longest day that day and maybe it's because my brain is on or whatever the yeah. fuck but it's like okay take it easy today well I'm going to be here at five and I'm going to leave at six. So not an option, dude. Yeah. Um, but I get the obsessive part over it. Like even if I look at stuff, like even my primary, like, Hey, your cholesterol is, let's say it's high or something. We'll wait to test it for X amount of time. Cause she's like, it's just going to drive you fucking nuts if it's, you know, hasn't changed in 60 days or something. Mm-hmm. So I do get that part of it, but there is a benefit to some of those things. The sleep one I'd be curious in. Why is it that when we get older, we sleep worse? Just life. Yeah, I mean you do require less sleep as you get older. Which um, is crazy.
1: It is crazy. And you wonder if it's not just part of like the, you know, brain's natural kind of, uh, decomposing, you know, if uh you just you 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 yeah, you you need it less.
0: Um, cuz my primary said to me not that long ago she's like you don't need as much sleep as you get older and I'm like I need more. Cuz I'm worthless now. Back in the day I'm like, dude, I could just my wife would be like a, you know, train hard as fuck for like 2 hours. Mm-hmm. My wife would be like, "Let's go to she loves country music so be like let's go to chris stapleton on like a thursday night which i'm like whatever and so all the way out in fucking action pavilion whatever don't get home till one got to be here at five do it work out i'm like and i could do that yep now dude no dead didn't hear of it yeah. dead first of all, i won't even go yeah that's what i'm saying but if i had yeah. to like i'd be dead for three days yet i'm older and i don't sleep as much as i did when i was younger yeah when you could do crazy shit like that. isn't that nuts um, yeah it's kind of counter intuitive really
1: yeah, I, yeah, I I wonder that all the time too. Like, and also how much of me didn't like, you, you weren't really in touch with like, you know, how shitty you were feeling. Um, I was, if there was something I was missing then, or if you know, it, and you just kind of remember it, but, um, you know, but now, yeah, you you're just like, no, this is this, yeah, that can't happen. It'll shut your brain down.
0: Well, and I think and then when you start to get into like being healthy, you have this awareness like a body awareness and Mm -hmm. of how things are feeling, and if it's not optimal, you know. And then I start to realize, like, oh, I'm not really optimal most fucking days. Like, which is, I don't know if that's normal for people or not, but I'm like, it's not what I remember it. Yep. Like, when I was 27, I felt, like, fucking bulletproof. And now I'm like, well, now I got to do mobility for fucking 20 minutes. (laughs) I got to roll and shit. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. But it's what's required now. Yeah. Like, especially for people in... My good friend, B.J. uh says this a lot now as he's 41. And he's like, that's the thing about strength training. It makes you tight. Like, it makes you tight mm-hmm. as fuck, dude. And if you don't do the work before and after and around it, it like, you basically, your body becomes like wood. Like, you become, you look ripped because yeah. you're tight, but you're tight, dude. And that's like, you got to pay the price if you want to do the things before and after. But when you're 22, just go in throw some plates on, start doing, going to work and you're fine. Yeah. But as you get older, it changes.
1: It does. It, it's the same thing when you, yeah. Like when you're getting into your sixties, seventies, eighties, you know, if you want to keep that, um, you know, that cardiovascular fitness, that amount of time that you have to put in to, to maintain it actually just grows and grows and grows. Right. So, you know, if you want to be a, a, top five percenter in the, you know, the, in, in your eighties, I mean, you, you're going to be, you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing cardio, um, you know, 10 hours a week.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're actually, well, it's, I, I try to, I got kids here that work for me. I got a young kid here, Brian's Jacked, uh super fit, 31. And he's doing stuff against these grown men here who have real jobs and kids and shit. I'm like, this dude's 54, bro. And he's put, I go, do you, and at 31, you don't know to a guy who's 54, yeah, like sure. how fucking insane that is that this dude is even in the same arena, like doing stuff. Cause I'm like, I know every year that goes on. You're like, okay, is a little bit, I won't say harder. Like you get more done with less for sure, but you start to realize, like, okay, I can go a hundred miles an hour, but I can't do that every day. No, it's like practice mode versus playoff mode.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to choose those times when you when you when you put forth that energy.
0: And in terms of when you you did mention how people can obsess over these things, where it gets to be the point where, because of social media and the internet, and there are so many doctors like you and that are out there. If you had to do all the things that people list, your entire day would be just prep work. Yeah. To just live life. That's right. Like wake up, meditate, journal, ground, cold plunge, sauna, red light therapy, sun your butthole, whatever the fuck it is. Like, I can't do them all. No. I got Is there is there ones where you're like, hey, these are the the big bang ones that I personally do or that I would suggest to people. You know, these are the easy hacks. Or ones you like specifically?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I usually hold off on, on talking or, well, I mean, with, with or sub, suggesting that to, to folks, unless they're really kind of dialed in on, on other stuff first. Right. I mean, that's like, like eating, right. Eating, right. You know, just regular exercise, you know, like what's the best supplements, you know, like what, what type of magnesium supplement, you know, and you're just like, you don't really work out yet. So let's, let's just, let's do this, you and know, you eat like shit. Yeah. You eat like shit, you know, and, uh um or, or you know or, you know should i be cold plunging and i'm like you know i would rather that you spent that hour at you know at the gym like, or whatever however long it takes you to prep there yeah um you know but um but yeah it can't you can't i mean in the that's what everybody is su- subjected to is all these like oh here's a here's a a, a little a tip or a tactic that's going to change your life you know and um you just people gather all these, you know, little little specific tactics on on health and, and and try to put them together and then yeah, get lost in in some type of protocol, not really even kind of understanding what they're doing. They realize just, yeah, you're 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 collecting a shitload of data. You've got no way to process it. And 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 then you're trying to build some yeah some weird stack of stuff that you know you heard from people you like.
0: Well and it's like you're trying to do it um, on top of a house of shit. Yes. Like yeah. the foundation and who knows, maybe they'll make drugs for it and fix it at some point. But you have to move around, like, dynamically. You probably have to pick up some things that weigh something at some point. And you have to eat, not like an asshole all the time, and probably try to sleep decent if you can and yeah. not stress out all the time. That's it. Yep. All the other shit is just frosting on top. But people don't want to do those things. They want to just jump right into the, the like, the nuanced things. We're like, I could give a shit, dude, if you cold plunge or not. But if you don't walk ten thousand steps a day, or pick a number, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And you don't work out three times a week. Who cares if you sit and get cold every morning? Yeah. Like I don't see a huge benefit to it.
1: No, I don't. You know, I and I and I like cold plunges. You know, for if anything, for um, you know, if you, if you could do a cold plunge, especially like early, um, you already got a kind of a good win in the day. You know, it gives you a little bit more. And like, hey. I already did this cold plunge today. You know, I could not eat this, you know, muffin or, you know, I could, I could, I could, I can, I can make sure I go to the gym. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, but, but yeah, if we're talking about cold plunges when, you know, you've got prediabetes, like we're, we're off topic a bit.
0: Is there like, uh, some of the biggest like issues you see? Well, with people who come in, or like general population people, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. We do. We we get we get a mix of folks who who kind of suffer the typical American diseases, you know, and this pre diabetes or this like pre pre diabetes um, kind of thing that I like to to show folks right 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 when their metabolic health is starting to get out of whack. And um, we get a lot of that. Um, and we also get a lot of folks who are really into this type of stuff. Uh, they're really fit, you know. They're really they really dialed in on this stuff. And, I, and I've noticed. Um, especially in some of the women, we get a lot of uh, hormonal disorders. In, in these women that really push themselves very hard, you know, that also have, you know, th- they'll have low estrogen. And um, you're trying to figure it out if it's from, you know, perimenopause or is it the fact that this, you know, person's going hard like six, seven days a week in their exercises, you know. Um, like so, overtraining basically. Yeah, overtraining. Exactly yeah. right. Overtraining. Or
0: under-recovering, whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, and, and so we, it kind of runs the gamut on, on where these folks are. Um, but, you know, I'd say the, 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 you know, the bread and butter is the, the American that's been sitting too much, been eating too much crap, um, and, and does start developing some type of, of of metabolic issue, you know, some type of problem regulating their blood sugar. Uh, they tend to have this, you know, you know, like on the upper 75% of, 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 high risk cholesterol, you know, levels of inflammation, things like that. We give them this big insight into kind of like where these, these, risk factors lie. And maybe it's more detailed than what they'd heard previously. I mean, it definitely is more detailed. Uh, but then there's still kind of this question of like, okay, I, I, I see that my my 10-year heart attack risk is is 3%. That doesn't really bother me. I'll take the 97%. But my lifetime heart attack risk is 45%. Um, and I know that all this work that I need to do over the next 10, 20, 30 years is, is, is control these risk factors. Uh, but that's going to be a lot of work. And I don't really believe too much in all this stuff, you know? Um, So being able to then take folks like that, get them, um, you know, maybe more advanced imaging on their heart, show if they have any calcium present. Um, You know, there's these cool um, CT angiograms that actually they inject you with dye and they'll show you. And they'll, they'll run the dye through your veins. They'll take images of it. And then there's these cool AI programs that actually, you know, show you the, the, the patency or how open these vessels are. If there's any soft plaque in there and these types of tests are cool. Cause then you can show this guy who has a shitty cholesterol and slightly elevated blood pressure. And you're, you, you know, you're telling him, Hey, you're at pretty high risk here. Right. Um, he's like, okay, but also I feel great. And you go, yeah, no, nope, fair enough. Um, and then you, are able to to actually look at, at, at whether there's plaque present. And if there is, then you go, look, we've got disease starting. So like you're already on your path. Um so there it is. We should freeze this. We should try to stop this where it's at. Um you know, or you know, their cholesterol looks like shit. And we do something like that and there there's no plaque at all. You go, well, hey, I mean,
0: you, you don't want to do anything about
1: it. I mean, I guess you'd be the you be a good candidate for it.
0: Cause isn't he the, uh, like the cholesterol stuff in terms of like heart disease, like the longer it's basically just like the longer it goes, right? Like if you have shitty cholesterol for like 50 years, mm-hmm. that's like, it's just like, it's just a time bomb kind of.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, you just, you know, you're accumulating damage throughout all those decades. Right. So yeah, if you're, if your cholesterol is high, then you tend to accumulate more damage. Um, and cholesterol is a, 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 Sensitive topic in, the, yeah, in the medical world, and you know, look, I, I,
0: because um, like they would say, like, well, if you eat, again, all these companies to do it. The whole world's we fucked it. That's right. Like, it's like the, the sugar industry, like we're vilifying, you know, fats, and then, well, we're saying if we eat, you know, eggs, we're gonna die. And I'm like, bro, all this stuff is like, who? For a normal person, who knows what the fuck to believe? Yeah, because like everything is like industry based. Everything. Who's funding the studies? Like who's paying for them, who's benefiting from them. It's like, well, if I eat eggs, my cholesterol all gonna be shitty. And it's like, well, eggs are bad for you. No eggs are great for you. It's like, how does average Joe decipher through all that shit? He needs to find a obviously a physician. He I'll put it this way. Some doctors are super fucking smart and really give a shit and are motivated. And some are just doctors. Yeah. And they're just it's just a job. Like I don't that sounds like an asshole thing to say. No, for sure. But it's like pilots, teachers, fitness people. Some really give a shit. And some are just, like, doing the bare minimum. And so, like, how much faith do you have in the person you're seeing, basically?
1: Yeah. And, and if that person doesn't give a shit, then they're just going to be repeating kind of what the industry or the status quo is, right? Yeah. Cholesterol bad. Put you on statin now. And, and, and you know.
0: And, like, no interventions, like, no suggestions prior to that. No. Like no. Like, what do you say? Like, do you guys talk— um, nutrition basics with these guys oh yeah yeah for sure we usually
1: um and we we try to start them off with pretty simple um nutrition plans if they want to do that with us um but but yes where where we actually kind of you know break down um start start looking into the things obviously they need to eat or how they want to approach this um i hate to get i I, I don't give anybody like a like a standard diet or anything like that or, or 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 meal plan but the you know it's it's more of education and then kind of helping them dial. I like to try to help people dial in their own kind of nutrition strategy that's going to work for them instead of pushing something over there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really what we tell people is like eat real food if you can. Yes. If you can commit to however many times a day you're going to eat, if it's two, if it's three, if it's four, if you kind of have an idea of when you'll eat. And if you kind of know what's going to be in the meals and if it's protein, produce and water, you're probably going to be okay Yep. for the most part. I'm not against grains. Like there's a lot of quality ones too. You can eat those, but if it's real food, you're going to probably be all right. And yep. that people are like, well, it's so simple. I'm like, well, do it then. That's, yeah, it's hard as fuck to, talk to <laughs> yeah. you. Well, because I think there's now like all these, I don't know, was it the FDA or somebody? I was reading, it was like, they're talking about like what percentage of the American diet is like processed food. And it's like, I want to say it was like 60 some percent or 70 70 percent almost, but they were saying like up to like 90 is like cool with them. And I'm like, who funded that fucking study for one? And, I'm not against, like, when I say processed, I mean, like, minimally processed versus highly processed. Like, I'm not against, like, I drink those little Koya. Uh, you've seen those, Are like, the plant-based protein drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, they, they taste amazing. I could drink 10 of them in a day. But they have 7 grams of fiber and 20 grams of protein, so I'm like, I'll do it. And I'm like, that's a processed item, but it's all organic. It's real. I don't feel like shit when I take it, and it's an easy, simple go-to. Those things, i cool. It's not a fucking Snickers bar, but most people's diet is... Essentially a Snickers bar or, you know, you can see it in our behaviors of like when probably when you're a kid, when I'm a kid or in your parents, parents for sure. Like they would go to McDonald's like once a month. Oh, yeah. As like a treat. For sure. And the, the portion sizes were small as fuck. Now McDonald's has two or three. Not, no offense to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or wherever <laughs> the fuck you go. But they have like two or three lines. Yeah. And they're packed every day, all day. And now it's become like a normal staple. Like, I'm not saying you can't eat there, and that's fine if you do. I go, but that can't be a majority of what you eat. No. And that's always going to be the answer. Yeah. Um, since we're on the topic, uh, alcohol, do you guys talk to them about booze at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, you know,
1: I always wondered. I think that there is a lot of um, – that that is a problem a lot of people don't tend to kind of bring up that is limiting, you know, whether it's their sleep or, or happiness or energy, you know. Um, that's, that's one thing to, to, to get across to people, you know, folks who, you know, drink a lot in their twenties, thirties and kind of associate that with everything that they're, you know, relaxing or, or whatever it is. Right.
0: It's a coping mechanism or
1: whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but yeah, we do. I mean, you know, and, and that's one of the the helpful things with the wearables too, is, is getting these things, getting a wearable on somebody and, and really showing them what happens to their sleep when they drink. Right, and and, um, and it's pretty eye opening. That's that's probably one of the better tools that we've used just to just to open somebody's eyes about it.
0: And what do you tell them? Just like, hey, limit the booze. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: my recommendation, you know, is is yeah, probably not drinking most days of the week. I mean, probably you know should be averaging not drinking you know six days a week at least. You know,
0: um, like what percentage of people do you think that really is? It's got to be pretty small. Oh, right? it's got to be small. People love to drink, man. People do love to drink um i I don't know if it ever looks like this but like when we were when i was a kid you could go to at least where i grew up like we would live in this apartment and you go do your laundry at this place called duds Duds and suds um but they would have like a vending machine of cigarettes so like anybody could just put money in like you get cigarettes out and i'm like what a fucking wild time to be alive dude oh yeah and i think of that now and i'm like i don't know if booze ever gets there but maybe in like when i'm dead like a hundred years you're like Look at people like, oh, you motherfuckers used to drink all the time because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know if it's as bad as smoking, but the amount of problems it causes like it kills families, yeah, people, all the things that go. And I'm not against it if you want to drink, drink your grown adults, in America like, do whatever the fuck you want. But for a lot of people, I don't think I don't know that many adults who don't drink booze, no, like, it's and it's it's weird because it's the only drug that you do. Or don't do, you have to explain why. You know, like, if you don't want to snort cocaine, no one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do shrooms, like, nobody really cares. But you're like, well, you're not drinking? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It, it's yeah. become a weird thing.
1: It is It is a weird thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I drink, uh, but, like, again, like, kind of sparingly, you know? Like, if, if you are going to drink, you know, having your last drink before 6 p.m., uh, sounds kind of lame, but, I mean, it... It really, really helps when you when you're when you're able to see just how much it how much impact it has on the way you sleep and then the way you feel the next day, um, but you know yeah, keeping it less than two drinks at a time and um, you know trying to trying to stop that drinking early if you can.
0: And do you give people um, like any like sleep suggestions or like the basic protocols? Just like hey, track it and try these because you know you'll hear all the stuff where like I have my own routine. And I've had bouts of, like, perfect sleep for long periods of time. I've had times where, like, I slept five hours in a week. You know, I've been all over the board. Uh, and now I have a routine that's better. You know, when you're young, fuck mm-hmm. it, you're bulletproof. You get older, things go sideways. Um, but, like, the, hey, don't look at screens two hours before bed. Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not, sorry, anybody. But it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, like, that's the thing where I'm like, if I go lay in this room right now where it's, like, kind of quiet and it's dark, I'm like, my brain is going to go, Just bonkers. But I do believe in like, you know, whether it's the white noise, like having it be super dark, like having the eye mask on. I do like think like the nasal strips for the nose do help me. Taping the mouth as well as that's like some of those things like Yeah, I started taping my
1: mouth maybe about three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, do you Uh, do the vertical tape?
1: No, it's that it's that um what's um, say like a little mouth
0: guard. The, well, no, it's like yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's it covers, the, it covers the, kind of the whole mouth. It's uh, oh yeah, because you have a, your beard is so big. Yeah, they gave me these ones where it's like an X strip, mm-hmm. and it will go on. And it's like basically, it keeps it closed. Yeah, but it does help. It does help.
1: I, I mean, I, it, it, I I noticed that I get some some benefit from it. Um, definitely.
0: So do you tell these guys like, hey, if your sleep sucks, I mean, just don't drink as much booze and try, <laughs> try these things.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you try to figure out whether there's you know some type of. Um, you, alcohol involved in, 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 some of the poor sleep, but you know, you're able to kind of just talk with them about you, you what I'm really trying to do is separate the people who are, who have shitty sleep because they have a shitty routine. Um, or they have sh- shitty sleep because there's something wrong and they probably need to, you know, get a sleep study or, 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 or look deeper into it. Right. Um, you know, but those people who have, who definitely have a shitty routine up front, you know, working with them, trying to to push them to kind of set a goal to to at least implement, a, you know, a mobility like program for a couple of weeks, or where they're where they're actually, but for sleep, you know, where they're really kind of dedicated to to, to trying to knock out a good routine and seeing if there's not improvement. You know, I mean, there's obviously there's supplements that we can that we recommend too. We stay away from all the sleep medicines, but um, and seeing if there's 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 improvement there. You know, and if there's not, then usually that's a sign that maybe we should we should dive a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, like I'll do um, like the magnesium uh, glycinate mm-hmm. and then uh, even just like glycine, the powder. Yeah. Just put in my mouth. Yeah. And it, um, I feel like those things help. Also, I've tried, I mean, I've tried all the stuff I've done. Dude, I remember I took an Ambien one time and it was like I was on a fucking mushroom trip, bro. Mm-hmm. It was in a weird, this yeah. a diff- it was different. Now I've taken like a Lunesta, went to sleep just fine. But for some reason, this other drugs, that's where I'm like, I don't know what that was. I'm like, I was like asleep. But not asleep. And then, like, it's funny because uh they send you like a video, like a CVS does. Like, here's like after the fact, right? Yeah. So they're like, Well, Jeremy, you sleep was shit. Let's try this. And I tried it, and I went on this fucking like I don't know, I was in like this fucking dark forest, like Robin Hood or some shit for nine hours, didn't sleep at all. Uh, not a good experience. And uh, I remember like the next day, CVS sends me this video. They're like, Some of the side effects could be um not really sleeping. Uh, eating food and making it without knowing it, driving a car, having a sex with somebody. I'm like, you, what the fuck? I'm like, what did you guys give me here, bro? Yeah. Like, isn't that wild? Could you have given this to me before I, before I took it? Yeah, I maybe would have thought about it um, twice. But to the point, some, some things work for some people. Some things don't for other people. I never was a fan of like, I never did like melatonin. I never thought that was anything for me. But the magnesium uh, and the glycine tend to be too simple, like therapeutics, and they're natural too. Yeah, they are. I, I always find that those help, um, especially those two.
1: Uh, like if I, you know, if I go, if I'm sleeping fine, sometimes I'll find myself not taking them. Um, you run into another sleep patch and start them again. You kind of get that that upfront benefit from them. I noticed, um, but yeah, I'm I I, uh, I I take both of those as well.
0: And the uh, my wife travels for work too, and that's a tough one for those guys because like I never feel like I sleep great in hotels. No, not like I do. Like at home, regardless of even if I'm like, hey, put me at the Ritz-Carlton. You know, it's beautiful, it's great, but it's just not the same. And I don't know what that is. Like if your brain just doesn't really relax, or it's like not your normal environment, or what it may be. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I, I mean, it takes me three days to to get normal if I fly out to the East Coast. Um, but yeah, the flights, the the hotel beds, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's you're completely off your um, off off your normal routine, right? And you, you used to see that in the hospital a lot of times too, right? You'd have old folks come in. They were fine upstairs for the most part, but you know, get them sick, get them in a new location where they're, you know, sleeping shitty, and all of a sudden these people, for the first time, did, did, develop this like really severe delirium. Right? They're, they're, they're in some other world.
0: Oh, dude! Know. Like when you don't. Well, How long? Like in the, probably the training stuff you did, or like in your like post military life, like what's the longest you want to without sleeping? Like a day? Yeah, a good day. You get fucking weird, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. Like your, your blood pressure gets off. Mm-hmm. Your You get a little, get a little shaky. Yeah, you get fucking weird. Yeah,
1: you get shaky. Yeah, I mean, it is you, you, you realize that your state after like twenty four hours of not sleeping is is definitely equivalent to to being you know pretty drunk.
0: Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're there. Yeah, but you're not really there. You shouldn't trust me with anything.
1: No, and well,
0: it's crazy because like my old man will tell me he's like, yeah, sometimes I don't really sleep much, like an hour or two or something. But he's just, he's just, you know, he's kind of committed. He's just, he's willing to accept what it is. And, uh, you know, I send them, I have every mobility video and every drill and I have every doctor, you know, but you, you can only, you can lead a horse to water, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know, I don't live his life, but to think like, bro, you're functioning and like working and shit on two hours of sleep, like how, can your body even get used to that? I yeah. guess. Yeah, hopefully it's not on nuclear codes or, you know. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're just a normal dude. Yeah. But I think of that, and that's to, my, to your point, I, We've I've done this for so long Everybody here is a normal person. So, whether you're a surgeon, you're a dentist, you're an attorney, you're an accountant, these are normal people. We have friends here, um, ER doctors. How the, f- how, how, and then I have kids. Dude, how are you functioning? Yeah. Because you're working from, oh, hey, you're going to come in today? Oh, I actually got to go to work at 1 a.m. till noon or whatever it is. And then the next day, I got to go back at 6 p.m. or something. Yeah. How, how do those guys function?
1: I, yeah i mean, that's a good question i i don't think they function as as well as they could that's for sure i mean it, it's i i think i'd say never but I've, I've never really met somebody who who works a lot of, of of night shifts that's that's you know still in pretty decent shape uh, or like you know, it's rare you, you're like oh this you, this guy's got his life together and not because it's i mean they're getting paid a shitload they're doing great stuff but it's if it fucks with your system so much that there's that there's no way to really kind of get on top of it. I mean, you're always kind of recovering in the day, you know, waking up at two p.m. and you know, I don't know trying to do go get your dry cleaning or um, you know actually function. But it, you know, you're just always it's it's a, it's a tough it's a it's a it's a tough time to work. You
0: know. Yeah, I, I always feel bad for them. And when I go, you know, to my dentist or I go anywhere, I'm just like, this, he, this is a normal dude. Maybe he slept good last night. Maybe he didn't. Like maybe he's got, maybe his wife was tripping on him or yeah. vice versa. And maybe he's got 18 problems in his life and he's just trying to get me the fuck out of here. Like I really, and I, ne- I never thought that as a younger kid. And now I get older, I'm like, oh, everyone's a real person, dude. I'm like maybe they had a shitty day. And I think about that a lot yeah. now. The his ne- face looks pretty red. Is uh,
1: something yeah. going to happen? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Did he stay out all last night drinking? Is <laughs> he got like personal problems, <laughs> shit like that? Um, you guys have thoughts on uh, like THC? Marijuana, any of those things? <coughs> um, it's legal here now. It is legal. You know, um, Not really. I mean,
1: look, people... Um, it fucks with your sleep, though. It does fuck with your sleep. So that's But people kind of, swear.
0: They like, love to take their their gummies before bed. I used to think that, like, hey, man. Again, when I was younger, I used to think a lot of things uh, that are not true anymore. It's evolution, they tell me. Yeah. Um, I was just a fucking dummy. But, yeah, I would be like, okay, if I do, you know, two and a half milligrams or five milligrams, um, I can go to sleep. And I would think, I know you would fall asleep, Mm -hmm. but I never, I would never wake up feeling like I'm awake. Like, I don't know if it's like a hangover effect of it or just kind of, not a groggy, but just dragging ass. For sure. And then we have friends who are doing 25 milligrams a night. I'm like, dude, how are you, how are you alive?
1: Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, I I think some people have such struggle with sleep and then they'll, they'll take a gummy and actually have like a decent. Night sleep from it. You know, I've seen it does work sometimes, but I don't think it is it's something that, 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 that works well, you know, consistently. And then I think people kind of mix up the, 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 you know, the, the decent result or the, the time they're finally able to f- fall asleep quick, quickly with like actually good sleep and, and kind of continue that. But I mean, people are different, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody can um, that takes it nightly is getting into all those hours of, of deep sleep that they need. Um,
0: and they feel great. I mean, you know, no, I'm a fan of like any, I always tell them like, if it works for you, it works. Yeah. But we'd have friends like, Oh, Hey, take this 10 milligram edible. I'm like, dude, I can't do that shit. Yeah. And wake up like I'm a zombie bro.
1: Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, but I mean, you know, if people ask that, but yeah, we're not, uh, um, you know, overly kind of, uh, rallying against it or, 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 for it.
0: No. And as I'm an adult now. And now it's like, normal, where, like, you know, how long has, like, we've been legal here? Five years? Yeah, I think so. Something yeah. like that. And before that, it was like, oh, don't ever do it. Now it's like, you come to find everybody's on fucking drugs. And uh, the amount of people who just do, like, microdosing yeah. and just go about their daily life. They had no idea.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just, an, I mean, before that, it was uh, some other drug or, you know, now it's a, a larger combination. But, yeah, there's just getting more more meds added to the to the numb your mind arsenal for sure.
0: And I know you got to bounce in like 10, 15 minutes, but um Zempek.
1: Yeah. Glutide. Yep. Since we're here. It, yeah, no, I I, I mean, it's a, it's like that's something that we discuss a lot with our patients, uh because they, they want to discuss it. All the kids um, are all
0: the cool kids are doing it. All the cool kids are doing it. Dude, the it amount and, of people who are on that shit is fucking wild. Well, yeah,
1: I mean it 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 like single handedly bumped up. Denmark's GDP by like thirty percent or something crazy. Is it nuts, dude? Yeah, I mean they're talking about impacts on the on the like the U.S. food market from so many people being on Ozempic that there's going to be like a one to two percent less like food purchasing in a year, which is like a huge swift or a huge shift, you know, that that the um, that nobody's prepared for. But that's how powerful it is on in the the U.S. right now, and it's just getting getting started.
0: But it doesn't affect. From what I've read, it doesn't affect metabolism at all. Like it doesn't really fuck your metabolism. You just don't want to eat food.
1: Yep, you don't want to. You don't want to mess with food. I mean, it. And, and so, like, does it
0: make you nauseous or something?
1: It, it makes a lot of people nauseous. Yeah. It so, does. like, you
0: would feel like that all day, or does it go away?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, it is. It, it's similar to like a lot of type of. Diet medicines that people would use before, like now, Trexone's one of them. Like it was, a, they used it for weight loss, but they also use it for, you know, staying off of of um, of alcohol or or, or opiates. Um, and you know, that's that's kind of what it did. It made you feel nauseous a little bit, like this base level nausea that you know really kind of curbed your appetite for for food and booze. Um, which is, you know, they say Ozempic is actually uh, they, they just published a, a, a new study just saying how it helped decrease people's drinking which makes sense. They're just kind of in that nauseous phase and just not, not interested in drinking so much. Um, Jesus dude. Yeah. You know. So it could be right for some, I mean, look, <coughs> I, I, we, you know, we've, we've had people in our, in our clinic um, and they have their, their exercise dialed in, they have their nutrition pretty dialed in and they're just still struggling with um, like these pre-diabetes and putting on weight. Um, and those are the type of people where I think like, you know, if if, 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 they have the right tools in place, and we've done these things for them beforehand, um, that these are great tools for some folks.
0: It's like but a kickstart. A good kickstart, yeah. And then the amount of people who just take it, like, who don't need it yeah, know, for the vanity purposes of it. And again, I don't give a shit. It's your body. You do what you want. But it's not like you're just losing fat when you take it. No, it doesn't. I mean— You nothing, lose muscle. Nothing comes for free, right? Connective
1: tissue. Like, yeah. you have to lose everything, right? yeah. I mean, you're definitely, you're definitely losing a lot of lean muscle mass. That's right. I mean, you're becoming a smaller person and you continue not doing anything or, you know, continue the same lifestyle. Then you become a smaller person with that same crappy body distribution of muscle and fat, right? Um, and you, you didn't really do yourselves any favors. You, 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 except you lowered your muscle mass and, you know, just in a generally less healthy spot than you probably were before.
0: In, and, like, how long do people take it for? Just forever? Well, yeah, I mean,
1: some people um, will just stay on it. You know, some people kind of – I mean, there, these clinics pop up everywhere, so you can just get this stuff basically anywhere now. Um,
0: you need a – just as a prescription, Well, you need right? a
1: prescription, yeah. But, I mean, I just mean, like, look, there's a – everybody's jumping on an opportunity to, to set up some telemedicine consult so I can just ship you Ozempic, and, you know, then you pay me subscription fee of, you know, 199 a month
0: or whatever it is. Is that what it was? Is it expensive?
1: Oh, it's expensive. Yeah, it's probably more than that. I mean, but one ninety nine a month for me to be a doctor, and then you got to be you got to pay for the Zempic. Yeah, you know, and then and I didn't really ask you any questions. And, you know, you get it
0: pretty. It's easy. like a pill mill. It is a pill mill. Like a yeah. uh, new pill mill. Yeah. Did you ever see what was it? Um, that farm. Pharma- it's called the, Is it the pharmacist on uh, Netflix? The kids. The kid died like in New Orleans. He got shot trying to buy drugs. And the dad. This is like in the nineties. Think the dad had all the stuff where he finds out they're just writing scripts for like fucking Oxy, mm-hmm. like nobody's business. And he stakes it out and it's like, he would go to this clinic at like one in the morning and there'd be 300 people outside and they would just kind of just funnel through over and over and more. It feels like, and again, I'm not comparing, you know, <laughs> the, the, to, to the Oxy, Sackler family yeah. that I go, but in terms of <laughs> I've never, I didn't know, like all of a sudden I would see somebody like, Oh yeah, you look great, whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, you lost 50 pounds in this really fast amount of time and you really didn't do anything. Then the, the, some people do start to look different though, like their face mm-hmm. starts to look like almost gaunt, like because yeah. all the fat in your face is going too. Kind of crazy.
1: It is crazy, um, but it, again, like I've seen it actually work really well as kind of a as a jumpstart. Uh, oh yeah, if you're four hundred pounds,
0: mm-hmm. dude, you need to fucking do something. Like yeah, but again, if the underlying
1: habits are never changed,
0: that's right. So that's
1: what what we're big on is 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 not being that pill mill of getting that stuff in place so that this actually sticks and, and and you can get something from it
0: so how I'll, I'll get you out of here after this um like the biggest roadblocks that you see like with the average person um just getting healthy or in terms of just improving uh their quality of life like what's the the simplest takeaway from the things you've seen or what what you would tell somebody who's listening who's like again if you're listening to this you're probably somewhat jacked um in tan but if not like what would it be like where do they start? Like obviously, like exercise, eat right, but
1: yeah, you know, I, I think understanding kind of yeah what's what's needed for them, right? Where, um, what are their unique risks? What are, what what are things kind of health wise that they need to 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 concentrate on to to build a, a a an exercise nutrition kind of lifestyle strategy for right? Starting with the actual kind of key information first, um, like a detailed blood work, yeah. Yeah, that'll work, you know, um, you know, body scans and, you know, there's like some of the wearables, but just getting a good,
0: cause what do you guys do like a DEXA scan or no? We'll do
1: a DEXA scan on folks. Um, you know, we use, um, an in body for kind of like, you know, measuring week to week or month to month or something like that. But DEXA is probably the best. DEXA is the best. Yeah. And like to do one of those at least once a year, just to, especially to check for bone health. Um. You know, and um, and again, kind of like we'll use continuous glucose monitors to really kind of assess how, how sensitive people are to to carbohydrates or kind of where their blood sugar, how their blood sugar works throughout the day. What do you get? A, can anybody just get a glucose monitor? You need a prescription for them still, but again, you can like you can. Um, there's there's services on like the internet. You can go and get them. There's a, a few new um, tech companies. Like Levels is one of them. You know, they'll just basically put you on a subscription package for you know, send you a CGM every month. Um, but again, I think like, it's not CGM isn't something that you should be wearing like daily and, you know, continuously obsessing over what your blood sugar is. Like you can wear it for a few weeks or a couple months and you can see like what you eat spikes your blood sugar or, you know, what, what certain things are doing to your blood sugar. And, and you can, you can try to implement a diet that actually regulates that blood sugar and, and, and put you within, you know, a good range, you know, if you can keep that up for a week. It's crazy because you you get so you notice so much more improvement in your mental clarity and just the way that you feel right. If your blood sugar is all over the place and you can actually see what right looks like, but then you've got your information right and and you need to kind of continue that. So again, I don't think you need to be on a monthly subscription for this type of stuff, but they can be very helpful to to kind of learn all that stuff.
0: Or even if you just you're going through a normal your normal diet and then you eat a pizza, yeah, just to see what happens, yeah. Like, that's interesting, too. Oh, for sure. To, so, like, go through and, like, okay, and I'm going to eat a nothing bun cake, see what happens, or I'm going to eat blueberries. Like, just the, the really basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, know I do think that's actually that's a, such a super simple thing for people to do. Because most people walk around all day and don't know any of these numbers. That's and, right. And you would think your primary, like, now with the telehealth, though, too, like, do you guys do telemedicine? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll meet with people on online. Yeah, because, like, to me, like, that's been the easiest thing. Like, instead of, like, oh, in the portals, if mm-hmm. you can talk to... Which is money because I remember like back in the day like you'd see your doctor, good fucking luck, dude. I'm trying to see him any other time, but now it's like, oh, I can pop on and do I don't have insurance, like do a telemedicine call. It's fifteen bucks. Yeah. I'm like, sweet, dude. I can harass you for, you know, they're getting paid more than that. I go, but for me, I'm like, this is a great deal. Yeah,
1: it it, it is a good deal. The, um, yeah, we we people like to come into our our, uh, our office most of the time. Um, but you know, I
0: prefer it too if I could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, but it, you know, sometimes it's just. Needs a quick call. It's a fifteen minute thing or a thirty minute thing.
0: And if these guys like if they if they can't find you or they're not or they can't go to you, they live wherever. Like any two cents, like what to look for, you know. <clears throat> yeah, that's that,
1: that's that's a, a conversation we have because we we work kind of on top of people's regular medicine a lot of times. So they've got their PCM right, who do, who doesn't do much for them. Um, and maybe we've got some changes we want to implement or some prescriptions that we would like to, you know, their, their PCM to start or for us to transfer over to them. Um, some people love this stuff. 30% of the docs are kind of like receptive, you know, a lot of them are like, no, this is too much for me. Like, I you know, I don't have time for this. So, I mean, really selecting out those PCMs. And I know that your, your primary care doctor or whoever it is, right? Right. Um, and, and 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 really being an advocate for yourself, like you do, have to have that list. You do have to know that, hey, doc, I actually want some blood work here. Um, that's not what you're going to order, and I realize I'm going to have to probably pay cash for that because my insurance doesn't really cover these in, these tests that that, uh, that that they didn't approve. Because why would they? Because they got to pay more money, right? But um, these are the tests that I would want, and these are you know these you know you so you need to take care in that selection of your primary care doctor, and 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 usually you can kind of you know, call around or, or, or select, but again, you know, they're not ready like open for patient interviews to see who wants to be their PCM. You know, you kind of
0: get doled out to whoever you do. So uh, finding a good one and that could be, that could be really hard. Well, that's tough too, because like, well, I mean, they should, and they should be willing to do what you're asking. Like they essentially work for you. Like I do here for the guys who come here. Like if you want this blood work pulled, like they can just type it up. Why would they give a shit? Like, and you should be testing for a lot of things. And if you want to, it's your, care anyway. Yeah. And I'm not saying your, your, your physician needs to train or work out, but it would probably be helpful.
1: Especially if you're going to listen to their advice, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, and if you train too. Yeah. Cuz like working with people who exercise and are athletes and things it's different than cuz like the biggest thing I'll say this and get you out of here. Oh, you know, your numbers look good for normal people. Well, who the fuck is it what's normal now? Like normal is like overweight and mm-hmm. not mobile and strong and like just hanging on by a thread. I'm like, I don't want to be that at all. So if my shit is not optimal, can we get it to be optimal? Yeah. And that's what we spend a lot
1: of time doing, right? There is the norm. And a lot of times like you're right, the, the norm, because you're in a po- uh, population distribution with so many like sick people, you know, you'll have these normal values that are not normal values. They're not optimal. So being able to to, to know what those are, you know, and, and, uh, and get them where they need to be. That's, that's something that we'll we, we spend a lot of time on too.
0: I dig it, man. Um, I know you got an appointment to get out of here too. What? um, Where can these guys uh, find you at? All the uh, websites, social media stuff, any of that? Um, Yeah, we have. uh, Gosh darn it, we have some
1: social media stuff. uh, I'll uh, I'll find it for the show notes too, you guys. The um, but our our website is preamble.co.co. We're um, we're in Old Town Scottsdale. We're um, we should be taking new patients sometime in the. In the new year. Um, so if somebody wants to, if somebody's interested, they can sign up there. We'll send them information, um, letters that I put out, um, kind of educational stuff and, and get them on a, on a wait list if they're interested.
0: I take it, dude. Yeah. This is helpful stuff for sure. Um, I'll get you back on to, um, oh, yeah. No, talk I love it. Yeah. Um, I just want to give me your backstory cause I know you're a badass. So, um, they could hear that. Before. Well, I hung out with some badasses. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's iron sharpens iron as yeah. they say. Um, You guys give him a follow. I'll put his um, social stuff here up in the show notes. Uh, Reminder, um, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, the microdosing mobility program, they're in week number three. You guys get full access to everything inside of there. Link is in the show notes for that. If you want a free sample AG1, obviously just hit me up. Uh, If you're on Spotify, drop it a five star. Same thing on Apple Podcasts. Five star, leave a comment. Don't be a lazy ass. If we've helped you at all, over 566 episodes, just drop it a review. Just say Jeremy Podcast Good. I don't give a shit. Um, It all helps us. Uh, secretly. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks, brother. I appreciate this. Yeah, this thanks, is good man. stuff I appreciate being here. Um, you guys have an awesome rest of your Friday or whatever day you listen to this. I'll probably be back on here on Sunday with Heather. Um, and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.